Hi, this is Belinda Carlisle, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. Pantheon Podcast presents, from Hollywood, California, The Devil's Music with Pleasant Gaiman. You are invited to join the Hollywood princess as she explores her lifelong pursuits in the occult, sex, love, and that sinful rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, step into the dark parlor of Pleasant Gaiman as she brings you The Devil's Music. Hi, I'm Pleasant Gaiman, and welcome to The Devil's Music, a Pantheon podcast. I'm a rock and roll witch from Hollywood, California. My obsession with music and the occult started at the age of 12 and is still going strong. During the 70s, I was one of the first punks in Los Angeles. I worked at the Whiskey A Go-Go and had a Xerox fanzine called Lobotomy, which led me to writing a rock and roll gossip column in the LA Weekly, which in turn led me to writing for every major rock publication you could think of. In the 80s through the 90s, I fronted three bands. I'm a best-selling author with eight books out and more on the way. For the past 30 years, I've been a professional dancer who's toured around the globe teaching and performing, and you've probably seen me dancing in a number of music videos, feature films, and documentaries. I'm also an actor with several film credits. Find out more about me at PleasantGaiman.com. I'm really excited to be a part of the Pantheon podcast network of rock and roll shows. Everyone at Pantheon tells spectacular stories about the music we love so much, each one with a different twist. Find them all at PantheonPodcast.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Pandora, hell, I just had to say that, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like what we're doing here, head on over to PantheonPodcast.com and share a show with a friend, or I'll put a spell on you. Kidding. Hi, this is Pleasant Gaiman, and you're listening to The Devil's Music. Today, my guest is the marvelous, amazing, magical, and really divine James Divine, also known as Divine Hand Jim. And he's a Seattle-based palm reader. And the, the stuff that he can tell you just from looking at your hands, if you want to, if you want to be all talk to the hands, this is the person that you have to talk to that will not stop talking about who you are, what you are, what you are doing, what you should be doing. He's just absolutely magical. He's also an astrologer. 
He's a witch. He's a psychic. He's got it all. Please welcome James Devine. Hiya, James. <laughs> What's Hi. up, Pleasant? <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I You said I was an astrologer. I'm working on that, but I've been super into it lately. So that you said I'm an astrologer, I'm going to take that on and be like, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a budding astrologer. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I always think if you say what you want to be, once you like speak it into the universe, like that, you already are that, even if you're totally. like a baby at it, you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, speaking of babies, like, you know, like they don't say, oh, I'm not eight months old. I shouldn't be crawling yet or standing. They just start pulling themselves up by the, you know, the table legs. Babies are so fucking punk rock. And <laughs> <laughs> only on this podcast will you hear that phrase. Babies are so fucking punk rock. <laughs> you want to be punk rock? Be a baby. Pull yourself up before you're ready. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's it. That's, I mean, that's rock and roll in a nutshell. <laughs> I think we figured it out right now, right here. Yeah, oh okay. <laughs> All right. And you've been listening to the, the devil's music. Thank you. And and good night. <laughs> yeah. Um so anyway, J um James and I met on Instagram and we haven't met in real life, but we're absolutely in love with each other. <laughs> I think we met through P Madame Pamita. One of your yes. previous guests, right? Yes, we did. Or and probably in a previous life also. Definitely. Definitely in a previous life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's amazing to just have when you meet somebody and you immediately have rapport with them. I mean, it it really doesn't happen to everyone, but there's just certain people that I meet and I'm like, that person has a vibe. They are cool, right? And when we were, I remember talking about you were very excited about, I want to learn palmistry, which by the way, I'm still going to teach you because you will be able to read palms like so well with, I mean, you already have learned a little bit from me, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, totally. just, it's so much fun to just like, when we first had that conversation, I remember I was just like, wow, this is so cool. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Metaphysical crushes on each other. So yeah, the reason... <laughs> The reason I wanted to learn palmistry because um, people send me great stuff on Instagram. I mean, I mean, not on Instagram, but people that I know but don't know in real life from Instagram are always sending me incredible things. And so many people have sent me books on palmistry and that kind of stuff. And right around that time, I had made a New Year's resolution, which I didn't keep because I was so busy that year. But that was when I met you. And then I was like, I was like all over you, like a, a groupie on Nikki Six backstage somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was climbing on top of you and shit, like um, on the internet. <laughs> totally. She was dry humping me on the internet. It was awesome. <laughs> My husband didn't mind. It's okay. <laughs> people would pay good money for that stuff for yeah. that stuff oh my gosh yeah and i mean it's it's there's nothing better than someone who is actually interested in learning and is into like wow how do i expand or how do i develop a a psychic gift or a spiritual gift right i don't know i think about all the people who 
express their spiritual gifts in different ways. Like your whole podcast is about people who are expressing magic, creating magic in the world, whether they believe they are or not, right? Yeah, exactly. You're taking the air that's still and you're vibrating it such that there's music or that there's dance and movement or that there's intention that wafts, that, that goes through the air, through the earth and changes reality. I mean, you only need to listen to music that speaks to you or see a concert or watch a performance and you've been transfixed, you've been transformed. That is magic, right? That's entirely true. And I, and so many people that I talk to in rock and roll and in other, um, you know, disciplines, whether it's metaphysical or music or dance or painting or whatever, they always feel like it's channeled through them. And I've always felt like that about, about my own stuff. I was like, where is this coming from? Like, you know, like, so. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's this, there's a similar thing that happens with when I do psychic work is like, there's this well that opens or this something that opens. And then like, it starts to flow, like you're in the flow, right? As I'm painting, and this has happened when I've been painting, because I do some visual art as, as for fun as a hobby, where the, the muse will just take hold and the energy will flow. It happens with uh, the, you know, in magic and in psychic work as well. And as a, tarot reader I'm sure you have the same experience right oh I have it like when I'm when I'm reading tarot for people um most of the time like I will look at the cards and it starts forming paragraphs and sentences and things like that and and um sometimes I'll start to speak but then but then I'll get this voice where I start sounding like an auctioneer and I know that that's like a download do you know what I mean because it's like it it feels like it's my thoughts going before my thoughts yes can come out of my mouth like do you do you get that when you're reading people's poems yeah sometimes I just can't keep up with the information that's coming like from above like there's the wellspring of energy that comes up but then there's the like words and the like information that comes down from above and it's like oh my God, my mouth can't talk fast enough. And so I sometimes have to just like listen and then be like, okay, here's what they're saying to the yeah. person. And it's like, because yeah, it's amazing to get to get uh, ridden or to sort of like be taken over by that psychic like thing. Oh my God, it's, and it's, it's kind of like being on drugs. <laughs> it's totally like being on drugs. And I think this is one of the reasons why I was so attracted to, to drugs because it wasn't to, uh, uh, you know, because uh, for anyone that's listening, I've done a lot of fucking drugs in my life. Same. <laughs> um, yeah. And, I mean, when um, when I did the episode with Kid Congo um, from the Cramps and Nick Cave and the Pink Monkey Birds, et cetera, at the gun club, um, Everyone was was sending comments going, wow, you guys sure took a lot of acid. <laughs> and, and it's like, we didn't do it to escape reality. We do it to expand reality. Right. I The first time I did acid, um, I that was transformational because I, like, I had the experience of another reality. Like, I would have just been, like, a little, you know, nerdy kid from Tucson, Arizona for the rest of my life. And like, I think that that LSD 
you know, trip was, was completely mind expanding and important, you know, for my spiritual development. Like it allowed me to understand, wow, our grip on reality is tenuous. And when we can expand out of that, there is more out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And so in my practice of witchcraft, we have like eight different ways to access, you know, uh, to access spiritual sort of like, you know, messenger or that spiritual experience or that, that vibration. And there are things like dancing and, and so you see whirling dervishes and other people that use dance to get into an ecstatic state. Oh God, um, yes. Right, you know. Wait, I said, anyone. oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's chanting, there's, um, and, and there's meditation, there's other ways. And one of them legitimately is intoxicants. And it's- Yeah, like ayahuasca. Absolutely. Ayahuasca has been so trendy for the past, like, couple of years right but i think we do it anyway i think when people certainly you can escape you can use intoxicants to escape but you can also use them to elevate and or and to expand i like the word expansion better than elevate because it's a sort of hierarchical but yeah you can expand your consciousness and if it's used in that way that's the use of it rather than the abuse of it right yeah Totally. <clears throat> because, I mean, intoxicants have always been around. Um, anyway, yeah. So before we start, um, we start going down a whole drug rabbit hole, which is entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> um, you grew up in Tucson and, um, okay, I just, I'm going to give you guys that are listening this, this little um, thing about Jim. I'm, I hope I'm not embarrassing you. Jim was a little bit, he had a little bit of trepidation coming on the air with me because he's like, I don't know a lot about rock and roll. I'm just like a nerd, like what you said. But tell us about your concert because these people that you're about to to talk about are, um, they were, they were, they're sort of obscure a little bit, but very culty legends in rock and roll. So right. So uh, well, when I was reflecting. Before we, I came on, I was like, what is my journey with music? What is my experience with music? And it's interesting because, of course, for me, music starts like in church. It started as this like Catholic kid, you know, um, singing in the choir in church. And then my dad played like got an auto harp. My dad is a. Oh, my God. I love auto yeah. harp. An auto harp. My dad's a, a rocket scientist. He's a, he's an engineer and very like logical and rational. And so he would play, learn to play the auto harp. And so I remember playing and messing around with the auto harp. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, in the wait, in the, of course you picked an instrument that you had to play with your hands. Oh uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you have to play all of them with your hands, right? And, and that yeah, so but- like. I was 11. This is all sort of coming together with like, I'm super Catholic because I'm, because Catholicism is the only way that I have to experience this divine, like the divine or this like, you know, ecstatic state of connection with, with spirit. And I also discover palmistry at this time when I'm 11. Right. And so this is all sort of converging. So in high school, it was um, late in high school, must've been 88 or 89. And 
my friend gets me, we sneak into a concert at a club and the band is so loud and the energy is so intense and I'm super, super sensitive. And it was like kind of a awful experience. And, but the music was like, really like took me away. And, and I was like, who is this again? It's the Sidewinders because the Sidewinders are from Tucson. Later they changed their name to the Sand Rubies, right? Yeah. Um, so the Sidewinders and yeah, it was a total rock show. And I realized, and in retrospect, I'm like, oh, this is my empathic abilities like get that get overwhelmed in crowds. Like I'm, I'm this total extrovert. And if I'm on stage, no problem. But if I'm in the crowd, I freak out because it's like too much energy like around me. And it's just a really interesting sort of thing. And then in the eighties, I was just super into the cure and Depeche Mode and Susie. And, you know, in the nineties, really the nineties, I was so into all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's fascinating to think about that. But the Sidewinders, <laughs> that you know them. I love that you know them. Yeah, they were, I mean, <clears throat> in, in, I, used to, I used to read about them all the time and, you know, see, seen them. But when I, you know, like I was just always aware of like who was who in rock and roll. Um, yeah. Let's take a little tiny break and then we're going to start talking about... Um, rock star hands and stuff yeah and 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 we'll tell you guys also how you can um jim will tell you i'm just gonna let him talk <laughs> how you can find out stuff about yourself or other people through you through your palms all right musical interlude to the hands now um <laughs> so um tell like i just picked this person whose hands we're going to analyze for a second um because i know this is a universal thing no matter what kind of music you like we're going to look at um some handy stuff with david bowie right so if you're familiar with the album cover for heroes there's this picture, I'll just describe it for everybody. There's this picture of David Bowie um, with a rather intense look on his face. And he's holding his hands in a very uh, specific gesture. Um, his right hand is held sort of like with his thumb and his middle finger on his collarbones. And his index finger is tucked underneath his, his palm. And it's a really and then, and then his left hand is sort of out in front of his face. You see the back of his, of his left hand and his fingers are being held kind of tightly together. It's just a fascinating hand gesture. 
the interpretation, I, the other thing is, I don't know if his index finger is actually tucked under or if it's underneath his collar. But in the picture, his index finger on his right hand is not visible. This is a really powerful pose. And it's this, it's almost like he's making two different mudras or like an overall mudra with his hands. I interpret it to be um, he's taking incredible actions in the world in real life. His thumb is out at a 90 degree angle. This is, you know, an action, a, a gesture of someone who's taking action. The index finger is pressed against his body. And so that is like this, his power and leadership, that's the, the planet Jupiter is held in the index finger, is pressed up against him. And so there's this internal power, his power, his leadership, his agency, his authority comes from something deep within. And it's fascinating that he's holding the, this hand near his throat chakra, right? Yeah. And like, we think about who David Bowie was and how he had an amazing relationship with ceremonial magic, we believe. And I mean, maybe we know. And just this whole like connection in this way, it's, it's very, very cool. His left hand really shows uh, his fingers held tightly together. The left hand is his personal life. And it shows that he's only going to reveal so much about his personal life. He's really going to keep sort of a tight lid on, you know, having that boundary between fame and not and, and being his own self. So it's, it's really cool to look at the hand gesture and intuit, like, what is it that's going on with that person? What are they expressing with their hand gestures? Yeah. And I mean, also the, 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 that, that gesture on that actual album cover or, um, you know, image is, is just like, like, we don't even know what it is. Like, I've always wondered about it. Like, did he, he did he just invent that? Was that just like, was he doing something else? And that just happened to be like in the photo session, like just do something right now. You know what I mean? It's so, <clears throat> it's so weird to wonder if that was like conscious or not conscious. You right. Know? If it was it just been like a theatrical pose, but it still says all that. Yeah. Well, he does. He uses his hands in a lot of photos. I mean, there's some really great photos of Bowie with his hands over his eyes, his hands yeah. underneath. Here he is with the big, um, and I forget what album the Ziggy that is. Circle, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, the Ziggy Circle with his hands under his around his throat, like under his face. Just I guess there's the throat, so many. And the throat chakra too. Yeah, I mean, just Google, uh, you know, David Bowie hands and you'll see amazing photos um yeah and i mean bowie bowie is is a god in in my book oh my and, and everyone, if you don't think bowie's a god don't fucking listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so um so when you um when you're looking at at hands it's kind of like um you're doing like just you you can do Jim is so fluent in talking to the hand and talking with the hands that it's like it's like a full-on personality profile. I gave him pictures of my hands, um, which we can we can do that at the end because, like I said, we know each other, but we don't really know each other. And 
<laughs> I told him in the email, I was like, don't feel obligated, but that, 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 hint, hint, no. Um, but tell, tell everybody, like, um, if you guys are listening and you're not driving, um, like, just hold your hands in front of you and Jim can tell you a couple of um, things to look at, you know, things that might clue you in to little pieces of yourself through your hands. Yeah, the one that everyone can look at is you have a lifeline on your hand and your lifeline is the big line that wraps around like the 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 pad of your thumb. So it starts in between your thumb and your index finger and it wraps around and goes all the way down to the wrist underneath the thumb. And it's that great big sort of arc that's um, along, you know, that when you pull your thumb in towards your palm, it's that big line that allows the skin to fold there. So that's the lifeline. The misperception that everyone has is a long lifeline literally means long life and a short lifeline literally means short life. That is not true. Your lifeline is a indicates a pattern of what type of existence, what type of life this is. And in general, people have two different types of patterns that they're in. They have a lot of things in between, but just in general, you either have a really long lifeline that wraps around your thumb all the way to the wrist. And this is uh, a life of completion. This means that you are brought here into this world to complete karmic lessons, to resolve karma, to have this sense of integration and completion. If you have a short lifeline, this is a life of creation. This is a life to create lessons and, and create. And it's a, it's a generative and creative life of creating lessons that you may then fulfill and learn later. So those are the two sort of extremes of like short lifeline and life and long lifeline. Unfortunately, a lot of people, uh, you know, I have people all the time that come up to me and they're like, oh yeah, I have a short lifeline. I'm going to die. And yeah. I'm like, well, yes, you're going to die. And your lifeline has no bearing on when that is. <laughs> but I love looking at that pattern that shows up, right? So with your, and I'll just say, like some people have a lifeline where their fate line and their lifeline. So the fate line is a line in the middle of your palm. And it kind of goes from the middle of the base of your hand up straight up to the middle finger, somewhere in that arena. And if I look at maybe... When you'll have to post your hand photos on Instagram or something pleasant so that people can see what I'm seeing. <laughs> but when people's fate line and lifeline merge together, not everyone's does, that means there's a huge like purpose. The person is driven by purpose and meaning and are integrating their life into their fate. And that fate just has this inexorable sort of miraculous occurrences in their life. I mean, miracles just sort of show up things that are unbelievable just show up so that's very so common yeah so you have you pleasant have that type of hand where your fate works a lot more like in miraculous ways that like stuff happens and you're like what the fuck is that how did that just out of the blue that's exactly true that that is exactly true that's wild because i see my fate line is like pretty ingrained there right there in the middle yeah. So it's super fun. I mean, I love reading hands. People 
see, a lot of people think that palmistry is negative, and that's because a lot of the books sort of have negative things to say about palmistry. But the palmistry method that I created in response to the negative bent to palmistry is really looking at life this way. Everything is neutral. Everything's a tool. You can, you can take an electric guitar and you can bash somebody across the head or you can make kick-ass music. It's a tool. It is not positive. It is not negative. If those like middle of the country people are like, you and your rock and roll is evil. No, the guitar is just a guitar. It's just a tool. How you use it matters. Well, that's the same with all the tools we have in our hand, right? Your lifeline, your fate line, your headline, your heart line, the gestures, all the features of your palm are neutral. How are you choosing to use them? That's what we work out with palmistry. That's the method of palmistry that I do empowers you to use the tools you have to create the life you desire. That, yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly rock and roll. That's tarot. That's like almost any metaphysical thing because people have been trying to get their desires since like the beginning of time. So what, <laughs> what else if someone looks at their hand, like, you know, that thing that everyone didn't think was palmistry that you did on the playground, like how many children am I going to have? Oh, right. So if you ball up your fist and you look <laughs> at the, at the lines on the, we call it the percussive side of the hand. And so this is the side of the hand. <laughs> if you're going to like pound the table, that's where this is. And so it's the lines that are just underneath the pinky, right? Or so some people believe that those are like, how many children am I going to have? Yeah. Some other people say, this is how many marriages I'm going to have. Oh, so that's mine definitely. <laughs> so I read that as uh, karmic relationships. And so these are, you can have as many lovers and relationships as you want, but there are certain people that are sort of karm deep and powerful karmic connections in your hands and in your life. And so those lines have a lot to do with um, the quality and the pattern of those relationships. They are not, uh, my style of palmistry is not predictive. It's not fatalistic. So I'm not going to be able to tell you, oh, you will have five husbands and 16 children. You know, I won't be able to do that. Um, but I can tell you what the pattern is in relationships based on your heart line, based on your relationship lines. And also what I think is really cool, like we had just talked about, based on your gesture, I'm always looking at how people gesture with their hands and what it means. I'm looking at politicians. I'm looking at as people speak and as they give, you know, talk publicly, as they're visible with their hands, you can tell so much. If you learn uh, this method, it's super easy. You can tell so much from how someone's gesturing. It's so I, cool. Let me ask you a question about this. Yeah. This is just something I do personally. And um, my, my, my sister and my neighbors call it the windshield wiper motion. Sometimes I'm talking about something and I just like wave my, my hand back and forth, like, like with the palm facing out, like I'm cleaning a window, which is something I would never do in real life because I'm a goddamn princess. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, what does that mean? Am I like negating something or? or okay, just, like, so if you are going to wave your hand back and forth, is this because you're excited about a topic that yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you do that, when you do that, Pleasant. What I notice is that is when you're holding your hand 
kind of e your fingers evenly spaced from each other. Yeah. And so this is, it's, it's like, um, throw me the ball, throw me the ball or pass me the, pass me the baton or like, check this out. I'm super excited about. And so it's, I almost feel like it's, um, accentuating the psychic attention on what it is you're saying. If you're excited about it, I suspect that if you're excited about something, it is more than just in your head or in your body. It's probably a connection with, with source or with spirit that's also emanating through. Like, I think you're, as a magical person, that's going to be really important, right? So this shaking of the hands is like clearing the energy and it's like yeah, calling that attention of like, oh my gosh, you guys, you wouldn't believe what I saw, right? <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. I'm kidding. What'd you say? Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. We this is referencing, sorry everybody. This is referencing an earlier conversation that um the Hollywood sign where Pleasant is was just taken over by anti um uh um censorship and, folks and they put up Holly Boob, which I thought I was we were, so kick ass. We were talking about Hollyweed when when they um when it, Los Angeles or California changed like hoochie wanna weed into being a misdemeanor and someone um someone or a bunch of people made it say Hollyweed a long time ago. And and it's that so because there was not as much internet in those days, that sign stayed up for a really for hours and everybody saw it. Um let's take a little quick short break and then I want to ask you some more hand questions, maybe about about celebrities or um trash television. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Okay, um, back with Divine Hand Jim talking all things palmistry and hand related. Um, I don't think we're going to get into the part about um, if you're lonely and you want to switch stuff up in, in COVID, that use your left hand instead of your right hand for some self love. No. <laughs> you know, the left. That was a public service announcement. Public service announcement. The left hand represents. <laughs> your personal life, your internal workings, right? The right hand represents your external life, your external, how you are publicly. Even if you're left-handed, this is true, right? So switching up that hand is interesting because it's going from more your internal process to an external process or vice versa. So it's kind of an interesting concept to think about. That is. <laughs> I like taking jokes and then actually breaking them down and being like, wait, what is there? Because sometimes there's these deep spiritual you know, like discoveries. Oh, yeah. Like like it's a little like morality tale or a fable rolled into a joke. 
Yeah, exactly. I love that stuff. Okay, but I thought you were going to surprise me with some zinger questions. I was like, wait, but I, I forgot them now because we're talking. Give me a second because I just thought <laughs> I just thought of. <laughs> In oh case God, you, you listeners don't know, this is always an unscripted podcast. It's so great. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, so what I want to ask you about, and I used to notice this all the time um, because I'm a trash television addict, especially when I'm on the road. Any show with women, with, pe- with people in high heels and full makeup screaming at each other is, is my cup of tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> What is this with the reality thing? And I'm not only talking about mafia wives, but when people are like making, when they're making points and they're all mad on a reality show, like when there's some kind of competitive motion. Yeah, they're always like squeezing their thumb and their forefinger together. And they're like, I've never done that in real life. And I don't know if that's just me and the way I was raised or if that's, I don't know. What do you think it is? Or what do you know it to be? Yeah, so this is like a pinching it's like a yeah. pinch, right yeah. gesture that people make when they're accentuating their words, which is different. It's almost like the okay symbol, but yeah. it's a forceful like yeah. pinch. And I almost feel like that's like okay with a point. Like, you know how you, I can say something to you and you can say, okay, as in yeah. I understand or that sounds good. And then I could say, okay. And I could be like, look pleasant you're so, totally gifted and amazing. Okay. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm pushing the okay at you like, Hey, right. So I, the first thing that I think about is like, this is that gesture that's like, okay. All right. Like kind of pointing it and sort of drilling it into you. So I think that gesture is really like this accentuation. What you're doing is you're taking Venus and Mars. So the thumb is the doer. I can't do anything without using my opposable thumb. I can, it's just hard. Right. So the thumb is Venus and Mars. And what are Venus and Mars doing? It's love and war. Well, Aphrodite and Aries are doing it, right? They're totally fucking. And (laughs) Aphrodite's husband, Hephaestus, is real annoyed about it. (laughs) But that is this idea of this two dynamics, these two dynamics of Venus and Mars, this love and war. And so in the thumb, this is desire and will. And if you think about anything that you want to do in life, that actions you want to take, you got to bring together your desire and your will in order to do it. So that's the thumb. The index finger is power. This is Jupiter. This is power, agency, sovereignty, expansion, fortune. So you bring Jupiter and Venus and Mars together. You put them in a positive like connection with each other. There's a lot of, there's a lot of power in that, right? So it's it's a really, pow- I think that's a powerful gesture. I almost think that would be a great mudra to be like, pierce through. How do we pierce through something? We bring the power of that, of those three sort of archetypes together. Yeah, it looks like threading a needle too, kind of. Yeah. Sewing, you know? Yeah, getting um, it through something. So do you get like, if you're watching like a weather person or like a host on any kind of a show, do you get all obsessed with their hands? Oh, uh, I mean, I have learned. I do. I I do. I mean, like I have to turn it off because I do it for a living. (laughs) So there's times (laughs) that I turn it off, but I, but other people are always like, Jim, look at what he's doing with his hands. Jim, look at what he's doing with his hands. (laughs) And I'm like, 
okay, I'm not getting paid right now. Can I just relax? <laughs> but I do. There are times when I really do look at hands and I'm fascinated or I'll point it out and my husband will be like, whoa, that's so cool. So absolutely. That is really cool. Um, what, um, is there anything that anyone can uh, do with their hands or add on to their hands? Like, what do you think of like finger tattoos and rings and stuff like that? Oh yeah, so you, Pleasant, wear rings on I think every finger, right? Yeah. So rings are super powerful. Rings are a way that we are unconsciously creating support, collaboration, um, connection. So when people wear rings, um, it 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 indicates a, an area of life where the person looks for collaboration and connection. So people who wear rings on every finger are often always making connections between, oh my God, this person should meet that person, or this person would be great here. Or like, there's always this collaborate, this idea around collaboration, this idea around, oh, this person could really help with this, with this project or that thing. Like there's this masterful, often this masterful aspect of connection and of collaboration that happens. What I also think is interesting is you wear gold. It looks ex like exclusively. Yeah, only gold. And I'm not every finger, even my thumbs. Yeah. I mean, you have bits of silver, it looks like, as, as like decorative accent on a couple. But gold is the... Uh, is the no, metal of this stuff. one is Black Hills gold, the one that looks like it's... Oh. Not over on it like it's actually so it's greenish gold. greenish gold kind of yeah okay so gold is the metal of the sun right and so this is about being seen about you know just like the sun card in the tarot right which is you know happiness and being seen and being radiant it's really fantastic so wherever you need support in your life wherever you want sort of a uh, you know, a little uplift, put a ring on that finger. If it's, you know, learn what the fingers mean. They're all the planets, right? Jupiter is your index finger. The middle finger is Saturn. The ring finger is the sun. The pinky finger is Mercury. The thumb is Venus and Mars. And you can wear a ring on whatever one of those archetypes is important. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we definitely, isn't, wasn't it Reba McIntyre or someone that had it? A song called Put a Ring on It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a ring on it. <laughs> Put a ring on it. And you're going to get what you want. <laughs> so fun. Well, and I love looking at the hands everywhere. Like, you can look at the hands in the tarot cards. And their yeah. gesture give you all kinds of interesting information about what the card means. When you learn to read the hand gesture. So, super so like... Tell tell us like also like um some weird gestures. I know there's probably a lot of Trekkies that listen to this. Like, what the fuck does like that Vulcan symbol mean? Yeah. So what's interesting about the Vulcan, live long and prosper. He actually holds his thumb close to his index finger, and so it the it it's the thumb is not open and out. It's close, and it's this separation of like this logical separation between your leadership 
and your boundaries as separate from your ego and your self-expression. So if you wow. think about what Spock is doing, he's separating like emotions, emotions on your of your ring finger of Apollo and of, of the sun and of Mercury, these sort of self-expression separate from Jupiter and Saturn, which are like leadership and boundaries. And so this sort of like separation of the person from their emotions is, I think, apt for that live long and prosper Spock. Totally. I mean, also really for like how logical Spock was and for all of that too, you know, that's right. Um, and that's, like, if I think about the rock and roll, like, let's talk about that gesture. What gesture yeah, do you let's talk about devil horns. Yeah, devil horns, right? So if you're going to go to a show, what are you going to do? You're going to take your middle finger and ring finger and you're going to hold them down with your thumb, right? And you're going to, point your index finger and your pinky and you're going to be like fuck yeah right rock on so devil horns i see that as we're restraining we're holding back the middle finger the middle finger is saturn which is rules boundaries and limits the, oh that's the, why when we give the finger to people we're like making yeah <laughs> like limits and boundaries like in a in a really rude and satisfying way <laughs> yeah why why do you what inspires you to flip someone the bird it's because they are violating rules boundaries and ethics yeah they're violating the realm of saturn and you're going to show them that they're violating that with the saturn finger which is totally trippy that we do that right that that's yeah. the gesture we make, right? We're like, no, you're stay on your side of the road, you idiot, right? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> yeah. So when we're doing the devil horns, we are restraining. We're saying, I don't need to follow the rules. I don't need to. Um, I also don't need to express my ego. There's something about like joining with everyone. Um, so that's a very interesting thing take personal initiative with your index finger being extended and express yourself with your with your pinky finger being extended and you know mind your actions it's just a really cool it's very like in line with like i know it's devil horns when i think about that i think about satanism i think about anton lavey and the whole idea of like be like that it, it can seem a little selfish but it's this idea of like if you make yourself the best person you can and if everyone were to do, were to make themselves the best person they can, the world would be a lot better place, right? Instead yeah. of trying to police everyone else, make yourself the best person you can be. That's true. Um, that's exactly true. Let me ask you one more question about symbols, uh, like hand symbology that people use. So when we do the devil horns, that's, if you just stick your thumb out, that's like the Hawaiian sort of shaka right yeah if you do your pinky and your thumb only then it's hawaiian yeah, shaka. yeah it's not yeah so i mean like what is what does that say to you so i it's funny we just talked about that in my palmistry class that i'm teaching um that is you know the the actions you take which is the thumb is is the thumb indicates actions and the pinky indicates self-expression and communication so What's important in Hawaiian culture when you have that is you're judged not by like in Hawaii, it's a lot easier to be friends and be in community with people who don't share your 
pol politics or don't share your ideology, they're a lot more hang loose and relaxed because it's the actions you take that matter. Are you a good person with your actions? And your communication is it, like be expressive. Hawaiian culture is a lot about expressing yourself and having that sort of freedom. And so that's really shown with that shaka, like hang loose type of gesture, which is like, do the right thing and say and be kind with your words. It's such a cool like gesture that I, I read in that. I love that. And you know what, now that we're um, talking about Hawaiian culture, the first time I ever went to Hawaii, I was, I had, I didn't really have plans. And I was like, you know, this was already heavy into belly dancing and, you know, interested in seeing how hula was similar. Cause you know, like I always think of dance as like burritos and crepes. There's some gestures that are just like, you know, they go across all nations, you know, because there's only so much you can do with a round piece of rolled out dough, just like there's only so much you can do with like your, well, maybe there's a lot more you can do probably with your pelvis, but. Um, <laughs> um, like but you anyway, can make so, human, like you can make human life with your pelvis like that. Yes, you mean? Well, like, yeah, yeah. But, but more, you know, you don't even have to put whipped cream on it to get it to, <laughs> although you could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, hurt. yes so um well I was like when I was on the plane I saw there was going to be a hula show so I put my shit down at the hotel and immediately went to the hula show and it was like it was like um some big giant like hula festival I'm forgetting the name of it now but it was like it's, it's been going on for years and when I went there I I didn't I thought maybe there'd be 40 people there there was hundreds hundreds and hundreds of people and and there was like when they started playing like a traditional hula song, I'm getting goosebumps just telling you this. Um, not only did the hula group on, on the stage do it, but it was like everyone holding up lighters at a heavy metal concert. Like nine tenths of the people in the fucking audience that just came there, they knew the song, but they knew it only by the hand gestures. My mind was just blown to bits. Wow. I have not seen it was like it was like thousands of people singing along but only with their hands I want to go with you because I have not looked at the gestures in hula and like analyze them or looked at them from my perspective of palmistry but that will be no end of fascination because like you say people use flattened dough across the world to make food, whether it's a burrito or a crepe, people use hand gestures to create energetic vibrations across the world. You have mudras in South Asia and South and Eastern Asia. You have hula gestures in Hawaii. You have like signs in native from Native American cultures with the hands. You have like there are gestures upon gestures upon gestures that either communicate yeah. things or hamsa that is. hamsa yeah the hamsa like you know you why have... it's called wait do you know why it's called hamsa i don't mean to interrupt you but no, please. Hamsa, why? hamsa is the number five in arabic so oh, for the five, five fingers. fingers yeah hamsa yeah i have a nice collection of hamsas i love them <laughs> this is, your hands think about this pleasant you can use your hands as an as a magical sigil, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you make a hand gesture, you know this in belly dance. When you're making a hand gesture, you're like weaving magical energy as you dance with your hands. 
oh my gosh, it's like there's no end to fascination. Yeah, I'll, I think so much dance has it too, because like the um, the lines of hands and like ballet or um, even in burlesque, like in burlesque to call attention to parts of your body, you know, I mean, but also like whenever you're on stage and your arms and hands are going up or down, it's like you're lifting energy or, or sort of tamping it down. Yes. Um, and in, in a, you know, I always call that, especially with the hands, when I'm teaching dance, I call it like um, audience inclusive or audience exclusive space. Because you can, if you put your hand out, like stop in the name of love, <laughs> like the Supremes, that's a very different gesture than like making like a sort of a come hither, um, you know, Beckoning sort of cracking your finger, like a really seductive right. thing. Like, like, come here, big boy. Like, you yeah, know I, mean? I mean, these are just hand gestures that we know. If you put the stop hand up, I'm going to be like, okay. And if you have the come hither hand beckoning me towards you, you know, that's, it's like our hands communicate everything. And our, our brains aren't really wired to read hands. Our brains are wired to read faces. That's just how we're built neurobiologically. And so the hand totally rats you out. It's your total <laughs> giveaway of your unconscious, of like what's going on inside you. And that's why palmistry and, and reading hand gesture is so powerful. Is it's there like so the mark powerful. of the squealer on a hand? Yeah, <laughs> you, right. No, I mean, can you tell if someone's gonna lie or or betray you by by like your hand? I can tell if someone's hand gesture is does not match what they're saying. Wow. I can I can see the mismatch. So let's, I saw let's, that. Let's have a little break and then like um. Talk let's about that because this. this is good. Like now, you guys are all just instead of staring into your like beloved's eyes you can just look at their hands <laughs> and see see if that motherfucker cheating okay <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> one pair of hands on the mountains one pair of hands from the sea one pair of hands made the sun and the moon Every bird, every flower, every tree One pair of hands on the valleys The ocean, the rivers, and the sand Those hands are so strong So when life goes wrong Put your faith into one and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you are so hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, I don't think that you can tell if the person is cheating from their hand gesture, but you can, with practice, understand their unconscious motivations. The problem is you don't know, it's hard to know where those motivations are being played out, right? So if someone like if someone's thumb is out at a 90 degree angle, which pleasant, your thumbs are often, the pictures I see of you and as I watch you with your hands, you mm -hmm. often have your thumb out at a 90 degree angle from yeah. your hand. It's natural for you. And so you know what that means? You're right. a, someone who will do things. 
you will often be the first person to jump in and do it. You'll get frustrated with people fucking around and not taking action. And you'll say, look, I call them. Okay. It's on. We've already scheduled it. Like you're that person who will do things. That's totally true. (laughs) I don't know this about you because we're not good enough friends for me to know you in this way, but I can tell from your, from your hand gesture that this is something about you. That's exactly true. That's crazy. So I know, isn't it trippy? So the thumb If you were saying, gosh, I never do anything. I just feel like I'm not very effective. I'm looking at your hands and I'm like, wait a minute. That's a mismatch for me. What she's saying is I'm not taking action, but her thumb is out. She's totally going to take action. So she's like, no, I didn't really do anything yesterday, but I'm looking at your hand. I'm like, yes, you did a lot of things. You can't help but do things. So either I need to help you understand to to give yourself credit for the things you're doing, or I can say, wait, you were doing a lot of, you are doing a lot of stuff. You're a doer. What's why, where's the mismatch? So that's how it works. Cool. Let me ask you about also a couple of other things. Um, I, me and maybe lots of my listeners, um, cause I know a lot of you people are probably glamour pusses like, <laughs> like me. Um, I so miss my pre-pandemic nails. Like, I'm just like, you know, I miss having like long pointy witchy nails in, in ridiculous colors all the time. Um, so, and so these are two things I'm gonna talk to you that concern me, but will also concern other people. Also, when I'm stressing out, which is a lot during the pandemic, cause I have the same anxiety that everybody else has coming and going. I like bite my cuticles. I'm like constantly, I'm doing like, I'm calling calling back to my old days as a speed addict, but <laughs> but I but I'm not on drugs. Like I'm just like I'm doing like all these kind of like weird, crazy like tweaker you know, tweaker behaviors, <laughs> tweaker behaviors, but also like anxiety, but not not caused by drugs. So first of all, do you do you look at women's nails or men's nails that paint them, and then do you ever do like 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 an analysis on why did that person pick that color to put on her hands or like what does all these nail jewels mean or, or the shape of the nails or so that's the first question and then the second question is what about any kind of anxiety motions or ticks involving the hands yeah so the first one about the nails i don't there is so much on the palm side of the hand for me to read that I usually don't spend time on the on the back of the hand, simply because, uh, you know, if I'm doing an hour long reading with somebody, uh, like there's so much on the palm side, right? If someone is interested, or we look at the fingernails, we can, and there's some uh, methods that that specifically are reading the fingernails. That I don't have that in my method, but I think that there's something to be said for if someone is extending their finger length they're like long fingernails create an optical illusion and they make your fingers look long that is reaching into the realm of water so this is creating a water a what bringing a water element into the hand and what do i mean by that what i mean by that is it's amping up your your psychic connection it's amping up your your um, connection with empathy. And if, I mean, let me just tell you from being in drag in my twenties, being a drag queen in Tucson in my twenties, 
the first, like having long nails gives you huge amount of empathy for people because you can't grip things or wipe your ass with those freaking things without a lot of practice right yeah i know i what do you need you need like like i used to have like on movie sets um when i would like sometimes get fake nails put on but i hadn't been used to them like by the time before pandemic my nails were so fucking long and pointy i had worked up to that for ages and i was used to it but I remember on a couple of different movie sets, I had to have like a a, a bathroom roadie, and I mean, it, not to help me, <laughs> not to help me pee or something, but to help me undo buttons or, you know, get dressed or like you know, zip up a fly or something because I'd be yeah. like, like an old Chinese emperor with like these giant nails, and be like, Ooh, yeah. like I can't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the length of the of the nails is amping up psychic connection it's amping up the water aspect in your hand Empathy. no wonder i miss my nails so much but also weirdly enough like i'm going to show you but the listeners can't see my nails have grown more in pandemic my real nails than they ever had and i think it yeah. must be all the calcium from all the fucking chocolate i'm eating no <laughs> <laughs> well it's also healthy to give your nails a break right and this is an yeah. artificial break for the nails and like how healthy and strong your nails are right now so there's that. The colors, you can definitely paint your colors, you, paint your nails intentionally with color. And I highly recommend that. So the tip of the finger is, is the top three chakras. The, 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 the nail covers the third eye and the crown chakra in your body. Wow. And so when you paint your nails like purple, for instance, you're bringing in some of that divine, like royalty, that sort of like divine energy, the, all the things that purple represent, you would have in your third eye, which is your ability to have psychic and, and metaphysical foresight and your crown chakra, which is like your connection with source or your connection with, with the divine. So if you choose to like put sparkles on there, if you choose to like make it orange or, or whatever color, Find the, the correspondences with those colors, and you can then say, you know, what do I want to bring into my life in these next couple of weeks as I have this nail color? I really want to bring abundance and manifestation. Well, maybe you want some gold. Gold, yeah. You want some, like a gold color or, or a, a gold like pearl inside whatever color you're using. Maybe you want to add um, uh, some green some uh, only because it's in America or money's green, but you can put some diamonds on there that also bring some bling. This is about, you know, uh, amping up that psychic ability. Sparkles are said to imitate the sparkling of water, which is why human beings love sparkles so much because it's, it, we're attracted to the idea of water. So water is that element of empathy and psychic connection. And so you can bring that into your nails as well. So I think it's a powerful, magical thing that everyone can do this is this is like exactly what i've always been doing kind of and that's why i was just wondering about it i was wondering if i was just being quirked out so what about like um oh nervous. black nails let me just say that oh paint yeah i have black nails a lot yeah paint your nails black that is in like access to the infinite right wow <laughs> if i think about if i think black about with the sparkles i have a lot too yeah that is the stars that's that's so let let me just invite your listeners to go a little deep with me for a second. And I, in my witch tradition, 
the goddess is source of everything. The goddess is not just the fecund, like beautiful, sexy, like female. It's she is that, but she is also this archetype, the infinite, the unlimited, the limitless, the the all, the everything, right? She is the this infinite void within which exists all things, right? The idea of the God, and it's not gendered. In our tradition, this idea of goddess is not necessarily gendered. It's just that this is the void, like the everything. And then the God is like the limit. It's the opposite of that. It's the limit, the seed, the spark, the life, the, the, the light, the little seed that's in there. And so when you think about these two sort of pole, poles or these two sort of like ends of a spectrum, you have this amazing sort of like the goddess creates the God. It creates that seed within it because it's everything. So when you wear black, you are really bringing in this energy of the infinite, the everything, the goddess as creatrix of all things. And you have these sparkles, which are symbolic of the seed, the inspiration, the spark of, of creativity, of, 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 of life. And these, these sorts of things that are embedded within this infinite realm. And so it's super like metaphysically freaking rad to do that. Wow. This is so cool. That, yeah. Wow. I can't, I need right to, a little deep. I need to, I need to, I, I need to put some press on nails on stack. <laughs> the ones, the ones that I bought at, at the pharmacy, like a few weeks ago that I haven't put on yet. We're black with fucking bling on them, just like how my old nails used to be. <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah, I love this idea. Okay, you also asked about what was the other thing you asked about? about like nervous gestures with the oh, yeah, hands, yeah. or nervous gestures. So if you're like biting at your cuticles, yeah. that's like I that is telling me like I'm having good shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm having trouble. That's this quote. I'm having trouble seeing what's coming in the future. I'm having trouble with my like vision of like what could be. And I think, I think if that you're- was just the pandemic for me though. Sorry, it's... I didn't mean to interrupt you. Not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not because you're losing your psychic gifts. This is more about like the, the anxiety of not being able to have like a predictable sort of like end to the, like in LA, in, in the West Coast, we are really locked down. I mean, the pandemic- yeah. And it's, it's good. I'm glad we're lo in lockdown. It's also stressful because yeah. we know it's the right thing to do. We know it's healthy. We know we don't want, you know, we want to curb the deaths during this time, but it's also stressful and we can't like, when, how do I see the end of it? When will it happen? And so yeah. that I think is a lot of that nervousness. If you're biting the edge, like I noticed that you were, when you were gesturing, you were signaling like I'm biting the edge of my thumb or yeah. something like that. Yeah, if I, I pick at my thumb with my index finger, I right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm always doing that. And so I'm picking with my index finger at the crease on the back of the knuckle of my thumb. And that has to do with my throat chakra. With that has to do with my like voicing what it is that I want to do. Like, it's, it's like that, right? Yeah, it's restlessness because the thumb is about ah. action. The thumb is about taking action, so you're restless. So if you're doing those things, here's what I would like. Here's a suggestion. Like walk around the block, get the energy out, 
do something that you are able to do, put on your mask and go for a walk up a hill, it will really help with those nervous tics. That is so good. Okay, what about, I keep, I, I keep <laughs> we're almost at the end of time, but I keep thinking of more questions. What about thumb sucking? Oh, yeah. So I, I you're, yeah, you're. I was a big the, thumb sucker. You were, okay, can I say and something? Then, you know, in more recent years, we, we, we replaced the first word, but no. <laughs> <laughs> my ex-boyfriend, my first serious boyfriend, sucked his thumb as an adult oh that's kind of scary he still does it's weird um bless his heart so <laughs> bless, his. bless his heart it's it's comforting i think that's a comfort thing it's soothing it's a way of self-soothing and it's interesting that it's like putting the thumb which is about action it's about the actions we take and it's putting that in our mouth and so it's sort of like like swallowing our actions or like in some way, like doing this feedback loop between Venus, Mars, this sort of archetypal type of op like polar opposites of love and war and sort of holding that in our mouth. It's a very interesting, comforting sort of thing that, I mean, babies do it because they're also, it's a suckling thing, right? Yeah. But it's, it's interesting right. because I think it's, it's, it's soothing because of the actions that you might want to take that maybe you're not allowed to take. I wonder if some of the people who suck their thumb are in situations, familial situations where they're not able to take the actions they want to take. They're being, their actions are being suppressed. And so they might express it by sort of like sucking on that thumb. That's, that's, that's really interesting. My sisters used to, um, they're, um, young younger than me twin sisters and they used to both suck they they would have the same suckling motion and they would do it at the same time because they were twins but they would stick their two middle fingers in to their mouth yeah and have the um the baby finger and the index finger like sort of on the sides of their nose that's fascinating what does that mean so that's like the Wait, now I don't have to go to therapy, right? I'm getting my I know, right? You I'm never kidding. all you have to do is book a reading with Divine Hand Jen and yeah. we will analyze all of your gestures and all the people in your family. That's, That's exactly about true, like right? there you guys should all get a reading from him, I swear. Like you're you're hearing this right now, and you can also find out about like your favorite rock star or <laughs> take yeah. over hand pictures of someone you're interested in. <laughs> I anyway, do. I, what I love is, is compatibility readings. Like I can look at any two people's hands together and talk about like how they would like the, the strengths and the challenges wow, in their compatibility cool. based on their hands. That's a really powerful thing. So if you have a rock and roll crush, if you're like, I know that me and, uh, who's that super hot guy from, um, Oh, shit. I, I'm so bad with, with rock and roll. Could be anyway, anybody. No. <laughs> anybody. You can take anybody's hand and be like, would we really be friends? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's so funny. You, you have a similar gesture. You know, what's interesting, Pleasant, is you hold your middle finger and your ring finger together. So in oh, your... You mean, when, I, when I sent you my hand pictures, or just... Yeah, you're doing this. On Instagram. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so yeah. You, 
what you're doing is you're taking your middle finger and your ring finger and you're kind of doing the reverse Spock, which is you're right. holding those two middle fingers kind of together. You know, that is your ethics, rules, and boundaries are linked with your self-esteem and identity. So is Pleasant Gaiman a, an ethical person? She is an ethical person because of her identity. She identifies as, I'm a person who's going to follow her own ethics, but I'm going to be ethical. I'm going to be true to my word, all those sorts of things. And that's something that's really important. And so you'll, that's shown in your gesture that, that that's what's happening. That's crazy. So, I mean, that's, that you're cool. exactly right on that too. Wow. Yeah, it's a trip. So I think your sisters, that was a way of them trying to hold their, like, understand a world. I wonder if they're trying to soothe the world that was not ethically aligned. If they were in a situation that was like, where they were challenged with sort of the ethical alignments of how they, of their whole like sort of existence at that time and like we sucking were, yeah, we were, they were very little you know what i mean like but yeah. we also had a very kind of chaotic upbringing so that is sort of trying to bring order to chaos and if wow. they if they then have grown up to be as adults really work always bringing order to chaos or having very little tolerance for chaos that's that could be related to that Wow, that yeah, that's also kind of true. That's that's pretty amazing. I know, isn't it weird? I can, you can just I don't even know them. I've never seen a picture, but you can describe something and then I'll explain what that is and then you're like Yeah. yeah. I love this. We could do this for hours. I know. <laughs> um what about so Okay, wait. I have one more um I know we're almost out of time. It's so sad. Wait, it's so sad. Now I'm going to like bite my knuckle like a lady in a silent movie. <laughs> everybody, I know, everybody is looking at their hands right now as they're listening. That's what I, I really love. It's like, are you looking at your hands? Are you thinking about the gestures people make and what it might mean, right? Yeah, so tell me, tell me like, um, you know, like when we can, um, when we can all more freely associate with people in real life or, or maybe you're with a lockdown buddy or a lockdown lover or something, what about holding hands? Tell me different ways, like like if your fingers slip into each other easily or if someone only holds hands a certain way or sometimes people hold it. Tell me, tell me all about that because I know everyone wants to hear that too. You are asking the best questions. I love this so much. Okay, so when I'm holding hands like full palm to full palm, so no interlaced yeah. fingers, right? Yeah. So that's a connection that is a hand gesture where you're holding your sort of personal integrity. It's a little less intimate. It's more like, let's touch our palms together, but I'm going to hold on to sort of my own um, uh, in integrity and some of my like intimacies. That is a less intimate hand holding gesture. When you're interlacing the fingers, you're really fully, like that's a gesture that's more about merging with the person. If that's comfortable for you to do. Now, neither of these is better or worse than the other because one can be like really bad enmeshment as well, right? Yeah. But So the positive part of interlacing the fingers is this like super intimate. It's like, there's no secrets. 
If that's comfortable for you to do with your lover interlacing the fingers, you probably have far fewer secrets between each other. You probably totally like can tell if something isn't quite right with them very immediately. Whereas if you're more comfortable sort of holding hands in the more traditional sort of like holding hands way, that's a little more of a like, we are our own people. We have a little more independence. We share things, you know, in that way. And you have a little more of that maybe autonomy between the two people. So those are the two vibes. And again, I just want to emphasize one isn't better than the other. But I think those are the two vibes, the different ways to hold hands. If you're linking fingers, if you're just going to link your pinky fingers is another way. That's linking Mercury. That's linking your communication, your self-expression. So you'll find that people who do that are often really great because they vibe with each other in their self-expression. Wow. That's just like stunning. Isn't it cool? No, it's so good. Because I mean, like just, just hearing about those kind of things, like, you know, like there are sort of unconscious actions that we perform, but like when you were just telling me that I was just like, I mean, of course, a whole bunch of like different relationships flashed through my mind and I was like, yep, yep, nope, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, and if you notice, like, gosh, I always held his hand in this way, you know, and it will relate with the qualities of the relationship you have. Yeah, and but sometimes can... it just slips in so easily, you know, like, yeah. even the, you know how, like, when the first time you hold hands with someone and you're like, it's either a total fumble or it just, like, slides in like a glove. Like Yes, yes. Or, like, when you're cuddling with someone, sometimes, like, if someone can wrap you in their arms and hold yeah. you... And comfortable versus you're trying to snuggle and cuddle and it's all elbows knees and elbows all the time yeah so it's interesting that those kind of are kind of similar to me yeah it's yeah, so that, funny. yeah that's wild yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> arm gestures all of it yeah <laughs> our hands are powerful they are how we relate with the world there's more active articulations physiologically in our hands than in any other part of our body and so, of course, reading the hands and the hand gestures, and like you said, the unconscious gestures, it can be very, very powerful. But you know what else is powerful? You can make magic with your hands. You can intentionally create gestures and sort of sigils or mudras with your hands to bring out the vibration that you want to bring. So I encourage people. Like I made a, I made a W for which gang sign, but I'm afraid to do it on the street in LA because who knows what it stands for. But if people, if people subscribe to my email list on my website, if they follow me on Instagram, I give people, I'm doing an email where I'm giving people a free modern mudra every other week. And so you can subscribe to my email and get a mudra, which is a, a hand gesture that will bring a vibration, an intentional vibration into your life like every other week you get one. It's super cool to do that. And man, it's been so much, I've gotten such positive feedback on it because I think I'm really trying to like, you know, change the world with this, right? Because you can. Yeah, you totally, I mean, you totally can. This is just such an incredibly cool, <laughs> cool tool. No, it's, it's, re it's really just mind blowing. I mean, it's, it's it's amazing, like everything that you said right now. Um, also, if you guys, all of Jim's 
social media and websites and stuff is in the website description. Uh, I mean, in the uh, episode description. So go to his, go to it, take your hand, get on your phone. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Google him, let your fingers do the walking as they used to yeah. say in the olden days when we had phone books. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you Google Seattle, I live in Seattle. If you Google Seattle palm reader, you'll find me. I'm number one on Google. So it's easy. No, but I mean, you can, you, you know, they'll be able to connect to you um, through the inter interwebs. Um, so that was, um, let's all give a big hand, Wimbledon clap uh, to the really divine, James Divine, um, the master of, of hands, the puppeteer of your destiny through your fingers and palms. Um, anyway, it was so wonderful to have you. I love hanging out with you. I love hanging out with, with you too. And I can't wait to get my hands on you in real life. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay. Um, well, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. And um, yes, that, that was um, Divine Hand Jim. And we will see you next time on The Devil's Music. Why, you guys. The Devil's Music is written and hosted by Pleasant Gaiman. Produced by Aaron Alden. All sound design by Jerry Danielson of Busy Signal Studios. And of course, is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at pantheonpodcasts.com. Our social presence is at Pantheon Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram. Tweet us at Pantheon Pods. All songs can be found wherever you get great music. Please pick up these important and fantastic tracks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 